شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته كن يؤهمي Okay, um, before we start, inshallah ta'ala, I want to say, before we start the, the tafsir of today's class, I want to share my notes that I found, alhamdulillah. I want to share it with you all. Uh, the notes I found. So you guys all ready? Okay, inshallah ta'ala, write the benefits in the Layl Kareem that I, I want to share with you all. I want to go over it quickly in the Layl Kareem. Okay, if you can all write it, inshallah ta'ala. My voice is clear, right? Okay. <clears throat> surah to Yusuf is the only surah in the Quran. This, this is point number one. This is, by the way, we're talking about and I'm sharing here with you the usage of particular morphological sentences and even words that are only found in Surah to Yusuf. Or they are found in Surah to Yusuf, but they are found in other places, but not as often as it's found in Surah to Yusuf. So some of the unique things that Surah to Yusuf has, has in terms of, uh, يعني, in terms of its يعني, Surah al-Bayaniyah. The first one is the word ra'aytu, ra'aytu, okay? It hasn't come in the Quran with the Damir al Mutahadith. Ra'aytu in that form. Ra'aytu with that ta'al Damir, which refers to Anna. It hasn't come in the place except in Surah to Yusuf. Okay? Uh, and also Ra'aytuhum. Also Ra'arani. Arani, Ra'aytuhum, Ra'aytu have only been found in Surah to Yusuf, no other, no other place in the Quran. And it's kind of amazing because in the Arabic language, when you study uh, grammar, the scholars, they use the word ra'aytu a lot when they want to give a grammatical ruling, they use it a lot. Also, abikum. In this Surah Al-Bayaniyya, in this, in this, in this eloquency, abikum hasn't come except in this place. This verb particularly, is a mudari' like that has not been used except here like this the word yaltaqithu yaltaqithu which we're all going to see inshallah ta'ala as we go on yaltaqithu in that way it hasn't come except in the surah in that form only one time has it come in a past tense verb in surah to uh, qasas uh, and surah to musa some scholars call it 
which is a fi'l madhi. Lakin yaltaqithu in this surah hasn't come except in this surah. Okay. Bid'ah. We have the word falabitha fi sijini. Bid'ah sinina. Okay. The word bid'ah sinina. It hasn't come in the Quran except in Surah Yusuf and Surah Rum only. Surah Yusuf is Falabita Fisidini Bid'a Sinin, and in Surah Rum, Wahum Min Badi Galabihim Sayaglibuna Fi Bid'a Sinin. Abdagathu Ahlamin, the word Abdagath, so I'm now on the uh, fifth point, which is Abdagathu Ahlamin, Abdagathu Ahlamin, which is Ayah 44, which will come to us has come in Surah Yusuf and one other time in Surah Al-Anbiya, Ayah 4. بَلْ قَالُوا أَضْغَاثُ أَحْلَامٍ Okay. So, رَأَيْتُ hasn't come in the play Quran like this. رَأَيْتُ رَأَيْتُهُمْ أَرَانِي Except in Surah to Yusuf, yeah, which is number one. Second one is Yahlulakum Wajhu Abikum. In this Surah Al Bayaniya, it hasn't come except in this place, this verb, Yahlu. Mudari' hasn't been used except in Surah to Yusuf. And inshallah, we'll talk about the eloquence and everything in that. Right, we already spoke about it, that the, the Ru'ya can be Ru'yatun bil Basari, it can be seeing it with your eyes, and it can also be seen fil Manam. Yaltaqituhu, which we'll speak about, inshallah, ta'ala. It has not come in the Quran as yaltaqithu, okay, uh, as a fi'l mudari' except in Surah Yusuf. Like it has come as a fi'l madhi in Surah Qasas. فَالْتَقَطَهُ آلُ فِرْعَوْنَ The fourth one is bid'a. Bid'a, okay, bid'a has come two times in the Quran. Bid'a has come twice in the Quran. One time in Surah Yusuf, and one other time in Surah Rum, also which is the fifth. One time it has come in Surah Yusuf, okay, and another time it has come in Surah Al Anbiya, Ayah 4. The word Iddakara, Ayah 45, as we're going to see it, it hasn't come in the Quran except as a surah, as a surah ismiya, as a noun in Surah Qamar. فَهَلْ مِنْ مُدَّكِرٍ مُدَّكِرٍ لكن in Surah Yusuf, it came as a verb. Okay? The word As-Sayyara has come twice in Surah Yusuf, Ayah 10 and Ayah 19. And it also has come another time in Surah Al-Ma'idah, Mata'al lakum walis-sayyara. The word Niswa, okay, Niswa has come in Surah Yusuf twice, Ayah 30 and Ayah 50. The word Za'im, it has in, it's come in Surah Yusuf, Ayah 72, and one other time in Surah Al-Qalam. 
the word the the name misra misra it has come uh twice other than surah to yusuf three times in the quran surah to yusuf surah to yunus and surah to zukhruf the word yusuf has it has not been mentioned except three places in the quran yusuf surah to yusuf surah al-an'am and surah to ghafir the word usbah usbah as we're going to see today has been used four times in the quran twice it has been used talking about ikhwatu yusuf the brothers of yusuf when they said ahabbu ila abina minna wa nahnu usbah yain la'in akalahu dhibu wa nahnu usbah those are twice in surah yusuf the third time is surah an-nur inna alladhina ja'u bil ifki usbatu minkum and in surah qasas latanu'u bil usbati ulil quwwah four times it came in the quran the word sawalat has come four times in the quran the word sawalat has come four times in the quran twice in surah yusuf when it was talking about yaqub when he was talking to his sons and he was blaming them bal sawalat lakum anfusukum amra and when they went to the uh, when they did what they did okay twice in surah yusuf and the third time is in surah al-munafiqun ash-shaytan sawala lahum wa amla lahum and the fourth one is surah at-taha وَكَذَلِكَ سَوَّلَتْ لِي نَفْسِي Then these are usages that Allah Taala He used in Surah Yusuf like that. Balaga, eloquency that are unique to this Surah. So that is what Inshallah Taala and many other things we're going to see. بإذن الله بإذن الله الكريم. Inshallah Taala we're going to now carry on the class uh, from yesterday where we where we left off. Uh, inshallah ta'ala my daughter will be in the kareem read for us subhanaka allahumma bihamdi ashhadu an la ilaha illallah astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk ay fadl laqad kana fi yusuf wa ikhwatihi ayatun lis-sa'ilin id qalu la yusuf la yusuf wa akhuhu wa habbu ila abina minna wa nahnu usbah ونحن عصبة إن أبانا لفي ضلال مبين اقتلوا يوسف أو اطرحوه أرضا يخل لكم وجه أبيكم وتكونوا من بعده قوما صالحين قال قائل منهم لا تقتلوا يوسف وألقوه في غيابة الجب وألقوه في غيابة الجب يلتقطه بعض السيارة إن كنتم فاعلين قالوا يا أبانا كما لك لا تأمن قالوا يا أبانا ما لك لا تأمنا على يوسف وإنا له لناصحون أرسله معنا ودن يرتع ويلعب وإنا له لحافظون قال إني ليحزنني أن تذهبوا به وأخاف أن يأكله الذئب وأنتم عنه غافلون قالوا لئن أكله الذئب ونحن عصبة إنا 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, لَقَدْ كَانَ فِي يُوسُفَ وَإِخْوَتِي آيَاتٌ لِسَّائِلِينَ The word ayatun, there are two recitations. There are two recitations. There's a recitation of Ibn Kathir. Okay? Ibn Kathir is not the Mufassir who wrote the Tafsir book. Ibn Kathir here is before that scholar of Tafsir. He's from one of the senior scholars of the Qiraat and the Qur'an. He recited as ayah, as a singular, bil-ifrad. And the other reciters, Baqun, al-Baqun, the other remaining scholars of Qiraat, they recited as al-jama' ayatun. وَلِذَلِكَ الْإِمَامُ الشَّاطِبِيُّ He says, وَيَا أَبَتِ افْتَحَيْثُ جَاءَ لِبْنِ عَامِرٍ وَوُحِدَ لِلْمَكِّيِّ آيَاتٌ الْوِلَى So ayatun, it's ayah according to Ibn Kathir rahimahullah. So Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala is saying, He's saying, in the story of Yusuf and his brothers is a khibrah, is a lesson. Ayatun, ibar. The word ayatun means ibarun, wa hikamun, wa idatun. That's what it means. There are lessons, there are miracles, there are fascinating things in the story of who? in the story of Yusuf and his brothers. So this is something that is upon us all to understand that the person who's talking here is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who's saying this. Uh, and Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, he doesn't speak except the truth. So in the story of Yusuf and his brothers is what? Ibarun, ibratun wa mawa'id, and there's lessons. وَلِذَلِكَ ibn Kathirin he says, لَقَدْ كَانَ فِي قِصَّةِ يُوسُفَ وَخَبَرِهِ مَعَ إِخْوَةِ آيَاتٌ it's a, it's lessons, wisdoms, all of it are in. And it is also a proof about a proof of Allah's complete ability, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and his wisdom in all things, and the truthfulness of our Prophet وسلم, is in it. And that the Quran is a revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of that we can take from the story of Yusuf. Story of Yusuf, it's in there. Allah's complete ability, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah has wisdom over everything, subhanahu wa ta'ala. What also is in it is that the Prophet Muhammad was telling the truth. And that the Quran is a revelation that came from Allah wa ta'ala. No one could have known all these details except Allah wa ta'ala to inform the Prophet about it. Then Allah says, لِسَّائِلِينَ لِسَّائِلِينَ is لِمَنْ سَأَلَ عَنَّ The one who asks about their information. Who wants to know about their information. It's a lesson for them. Brothers and sisters, the asking according to the Arabic language, I'm according to the Arabs, is two ways. The su'al can be بِلِسَانِ الْحَالِ أَمَا بِلِسَانِ الْمَقَالِ بِلِسَانِ الْحَالِ or بِلِسَانِ الْمَقَالِ What is the difference? بِلِسَانِ الْمَقَالِ is the one that you ask. You say to someone, brother, 
I need this thing from you. Can you do this for me? This is called bilisani al-maqal. You're vocalizing your, your need and what you want to ask. But lisan al-hali means the situation is talking to you. Not a, not a person necessarily, but you see a person in a certain situation. The situation is talking to you. It's saying to you, and you have to respond to the situation. Okay? So this is a, for everybody. Some people are asking, and some people are asking, and brothers and sisters, not every single person who asks is asking to benefit. Some people ask not to benefit. When Allah is saying here, it means the ones who want to benefit from this. When they're reading this story, they want to take benefits and gems and jewels from it. As for the one who turns away, he won't benefit. And he wouldn't understand his ibar and his irat because he's stubborn and hard-headed. And then Allah Taala He says, "إذ قالوا ليوسف إذ قالوا ليوسف وأخوه أحب إلى أبينا منا ونحن عصبة إن أبانا لفي ضلال مبين." What seems apparent, well, علم عند الله knowledge is with completely Allah Taala all knowledge. Is that Yusuf? He told his brothers the dream that his father told him not to tell. That's what the siyaq, the context shows. That Yusuf alayhi salam, he told his brothers the dream. The dream he was told by his father not to tell. He went and he told them. And when he informed them about the dream, this is when they started to feel a certain thing. And what took place was what his father was fearing. His father, what he was fearing. Uh, this is when it, uh, it, it started to manifest. Yani, Yaqub was scared that this might happen. And now look, it's happening. Okay. So Yusuf was very young, alayhi salam, very young. And he informed his brother uh, about what he saw in a dream, which is this is when they started to realize something now, their brothers. They started to realize. And with the father being a certain way around Yusuf, they also started to feel a certain way. Allah then says, إِذْ قَالُوا When they said, لَيُوسُفُ The إِذْ here, brothers, in here, the ayah, إِذْ قَالُوا Here, the إِذْ is ظرف. It means حِينَ, when. The word إِذْ here is a ظرف in the Arabic language, and it means حِينَ. حِينَ means when. يعني حِينَ قَالَ إِخْوَةُ يُوسُفُ When the time, when the brothers of Yusuf said, فِيمَا بَيْنَهُمْ Amongst themselves, they said it. They didn't say this to their father, Ya'qub salam. And they didn't say this to Yusuf. They said it amongst themselves. La Yusuf, Yusuf is what? Ahabu ila abina, he's more beloved to our father. He's what? He's more beloved to our father. Then who? Minna us. Okay? So the idh, what did I say? The idh here is barf, uh, and it means hina. The time when the brothers of Yusuf said, amongst themselves, La Yusufu, the lamb in La Yusufu is a lamb of toki, the lamb of emphasis. They are trying to emphasize that our father loves us. Verily, surely, they're emphasizing that our father is what? He loves Yusufu, Yusuf. And his brother, and the brother here that's been referred to is his shakiquhu. Shakiquhu 
Binyamin Ibn Kathir rahimahullah he says wallahi la yusufu wa akhuhu ya'nuna bi binyamin wa kana shaqiqahu ali ummihi binyamin was the brother of yusuf alayhi salam from the same mom and same dad ya'ni this was the only two that were from the same mom and same dad and the other ones were from the same mom and same dad ya'ni yes he was his full brother okay now Ibn Kathir, he takes the view that La Yusufu, that lamb in it, Ibn Kathir, he takes the view that that lamb is Lam Al-Qasam. La Wallahi, La Yusufu Ahabu, Yusuf, Wa Akhuhu and his brother, Ahabu ila Abina is more beloved to our father. Ibn Kathir takes the view that that lamb is Lam Al-Qasam, an oath. Lakin the view I think that seems better is to say Islam Al-Tawqid, that they're saying, verily, which comes to the same point, Lakin, verily, uh, our father, he loves, uh, he loves Yusuf and his brother, Binyamin. He loves both of them more than us. Ahabu ila abina. These two are more beloved to our father, minna, uh, than us. How do they know that their father loves these two more? Yani he, proves, he gives them precedence in things. He pushes them forward. Okay, he pushes them what? He pushes Yusuf and Binyamin before us he gives you he gives them virtue over us in terms of love and this is something brothers and sisters in islam we need to really look at and study which is the concept of how we treat our children and this is one of the reasons why many of the brothers and sisters don't like each other because what the mother and the father create they cause fitna between the children they cause fitna between the children by doing what by giving precedence to one child over another they do that okay and the prophet وسلم, he said to us fear allah the prophet muhammad said to us وسلم, be just between your children fear allah okay and be just amongst your children you have to be just amongst your children okay in everything that the sharia sanctioned uh, if the Sharia sanctioned a certainty for the girls and a certainty for the boys, that's justice. But anything other than that, there has to be equality between the girls and the boys. You have to make things equal between them. When the Messenger وسلم, in the Hadith Sahih Muslim, uh, Aba Bashirin, he came to the Prophet وسلم, his name was Nu'man ibn Bashirin. He asked, he said to the Prophet وسلم, he said, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, I have my children, I want to give one of my children something and i want you to participate then the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said to him did you do this for all of your children he said oh messenger of allah i didn't do this all for my children i just i'm specifically doing it for this one particular child the prophet then said fear allah be just amongst your children ah then the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam in another riwayah he said do not make me a witness in this. I don't participate in jawr. I don't participate in what? In oppression. This is oppression. That you're doing something for the boys and you're not doing it for the girls. Or you're doing it for the girls and you're not doing it for the boys. Well, in that case, some parents, they have a sickness in their hearts that they give precedence to the boys over the girls, which is a sickness. You find that. And there are other parents who are trying to prove something. They also fall into the other extreme, which is they show too much love to the girls and they abandon the boys, thinking that Islam doesn't want that from you. 
Islam doesn't want injustice to anyone. Just be fair to your children and, and give them their rights, all of them, without having to push any child aside, male or female. Okay? So remember that hadith, fear Allah be just amongst your children. And that's why you find brothers when they grow up, they don't talk to each other anymore. They don't talk to each other. They have no love and appreciation for one another. They don't care about one another. It's because when they were young, the mother was always on one child's side. And I'll tell you something, brothers and sisters, a side benefit. The children, sometimes we judge them on our preconceived notion about that child. So we, we love that child. We've seen him innocent in maybe a few situations. So we think automatically he's always innocent in what he does. No, every situation you need to come with a fresh mind, a fresh heart in order to judge between the children. You can't say yesterday you oppressed him, so that means today you also oppressed him. No. And you can't say because you are a liar, it means you're always lying. It doesn't mean that. Okay? You always, every situation, you need to come with a fresh mind, a fresh heart, and listen to all of the children when they complain about one another. Okay? This is if you want to save your children when they grow up and you want to bond them together and you want to raise them with love. Also, it's highly recommended that the person tries their best to show love between the brothers and the children. Okay? Harmony, respect for one another. The, uh, the, elder, uh, the one who's older needs to respect the younger. Okay? And show mercy to the younger one. And the younger one needs to show respect to the elder. It works both ways. It works both ways. It's not just he's older than you respect him. But the older one should be told, to be kind and generous to the younger, to the younger one. So this is what took place. They started to realize that Nabila um, Yaqub, he loved uh, Yusuf and Binyamin more than them. And this is what they said then, said, how is that possible? And we are Usba. The wow here uh, is Haliya. It means, walhalu annana Usba. Grammatically, it, the wow is Haliya, it means, our father is showing more love to Yusuf and Binyamin when in reality we are more in number. The word usbah, it means jama'atun aqwiya. It means we're a number of people who are strong. We've got strength. And the Arabic language, the word usbah, it starts from the number three and it goes up to the number ten. Okay? Okay? From the word, from three to ten. So how can our brother, how can our father show Yusuf and his brother more love and more appreciation when we are more in number? We are more stronger. We have more strength. This is what they're saying. And so they straight away gave a ruling now. They said, inna, the inna and the la, both of them are emphasis. Very, the inna and that lam inna lafi, both of them are emphasis. In other words, what they're saying is, in Abana, our father, fi taqdimi mahabbati Yusuf, our father, in giving precedence to the love of Yusuf, wa akhuhu and his brother, alayna over us, lafi dalali mubinim, he is in what? Lafi khata'in, wa bu'din anil haqqi wa sawab, bayinun wadih. Our father is far from the truth. He's far from what is right. And he's totally misguided by giving precedence in love to Yusuf and our brother over us. Okay? And brothers and sisters, yes, I'm not going to deny that parents generally show more love to the youngest of them, of the children. 
The younger one gets some certain يعني, love, certain attention. We do do that because of the softness that we have for that young one. He's weak, he needs our help. But that doesn't mean in the, in the cost of the others. Okay? وَلِذَلِكَ It was said to a man once upon a time, this man was a wise man. They said to him, which of your children is most beloved to you? A lot of us would actually name one of the children and say, yeah, Fulan is more beloved to me. And the children, as soon as they hear that, that's it. خلاص. The minute they hear that from you, that you've chosen one child over them, that's it. You've broken their heart. So what did this wise man say when he was asked about, uh, what, who's the, which child is the most beloved to you? He responded by saying, the youngest one until he grows older. And the sick one until he becomes until he becomes cured. And the one who's absent until he returns back to me. That's the one I love the most, he said. The statement of Allah, they said, now they've given now brothers and sisters this is something that happens a lot over the board people become the judge the jury and the executioner everything they they become it they judge jury and executioner and that's what happened here the brothers they played all of the roles they were the judge and the jury and the executioner so they automatically said, our father loves Yusuf and Binyamin more than us. Okay? He appreciates them more than us. He's given them care and love and appreciation. Where in large in number? How is that possible? Our father doesn't know what he's doing. Our father is, is, is misguided. He's wrong. That's what they said. Okay. And now, so what's the ruling now? Now they have to execute what they... Now the verdict has come. They've given the verdict that their father is what? Now they want to execute it. They say, and this is a satanic way that you can't be the judge of jury and the executioner at the same all at the same time. You have to give in. And who's you get judged? So what did they say? Kill Yusuf. Or throw him. So what does it mean? They are trying to say. Here means kill Yusuf alayhi or throw him and throw him in a land of destruction why this is the jawab of the amar of uqtulu uqtulu is amar and the jawab of the amar because when you command someone there's a jawab uqtulu here kill the jawab here is As soon as we kill him or we throw him, the word means throw him. Here they mean a land of destruction which where he's not going to be able to come back to his father. This place that we're going to throw him in is a place where he cannot reach his father if he wanted to. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to find raha from him. Also, and our father will be only us. Ha means 
Look at the word yakhlu, here means khali, absent. They will be absent, so our father will be free. His mind will be not occupied with Yusuf. Okay? It won't be. Okay? And we're going to find our father purely focusing on us. And he's going to give us all of the love and all of the concern and all of the care. That's what they said. Again, this shows us, brothers and sisters, how children love to be loved and how they look for it and how they are desiring it. And I, subhanAllah, I remember one time a kid came, a kid, there was a child that was brought to me in, uh, in, uh, for a session and his mother was complaining about the boy. The mother was complaining about the boy. She was saying, my son is very bad. He doesn't listen to me and etc. And so I told the mother, look, okay, good. Let me sit with him. I'll talk to him. And you can just leave us. Let me just talk to him. I sat with him and I had a heart-to-heart -heart conversation with him. And after talking to him for a long time, I realized the problem isn't what he's saying. And I, I asked him other questions and he answered it for me. And then I realized something is what he's hiding something from me. And I said, look, what is it? What is it that you're really crying about? Because he kept crying. And then he said, which is something that touched me deeply. He said, that the only thing I'm only the only thing I'm looking for in this world is just to get my father's approval. I'm just looking for my father to love me, to show me that he cares for me, to show me that I am his, his son, to show me that he's proud of me. That's all I want. Everything I achieve, everything I do, he doesn't recognize it. And some parents, like the, our older generation, they express their love sometimes by putting you down. They do that. When you tell them that you got A star in school, they're, they're like, um, uh, you say you got, you got an A star in school, but you didn't get A, you, you got a B in school, or you got an A in school. Instead of showing appreciation and saying, Alhamdulillah, this is good. Next time we need to head for another. Uh, no, they don't say that. Rather, what they say is, that's bad. That is really bad. How did that happen? You're still not good. You've got a long way to go. That doesn't, that doesn't in any way, shape or form encourage the child and it doesn't push his, yani, his aspiration and his drive. So this, this is what they wanted. They just wanted Yusuf to move out of the way and so they can attain their father's love. And this means a lot to kids. Kids really look for attention, appreciation and, they, uh, and uh, acknowledgement. They look for all of that. And they said something else, which is something that's very common amongst many of us, which is what they said is, after we get rid of Yusuf and we destroy him, after uh, we got rid of Yusuf, can you all hear me? What they said was, after we get rid of Yusuf, after we got rid of Yusuf, and we get rid of Yusuf, and Yusuf goes, okay, and Yusuf is no longer there. Uh, what are we going to do? What we're going to be righteous people. We're going to repent to Allah from this action, and we're going to come with repentance. And this is something that many people do. They say, Oh, don't worry. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry. I'm gonna have fun now while I'm young. And when I grow older, I'm going to do Hajj. I'm going to uh, repent from all of my sins. But right now, 
I'm going to enjoy myself. You only live once. You only live once. YOLO, they call it. And this is exactly what Shaitan did to them. After that, you'll be, we'll be, we'll be righteous people. Here they mean, we're going to repent to Allah Ta'ala from this evil action that we did. So what they did was, they concealed repentance in their heart before they even did the action. And why did they do that? And many of these people who say this, why are they doing it? Why do they say that? There's a reason to that. Shaykh al-Islam ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawziyah, he mentions the reason is because tathilan wa tahweenan, the people do that because they want to reduce the, the weight of the sin. By saying, I will repent, don't worry, I, I've got this, don't worry. I'm going to enjoy myself for a little bit. I'm going to make money from this drug money that I'm doing. And inshallah ta'ala, I'm, I'm wise, I'm not going to get caught up in all of this. I know what I'm doing. And then inshallah ta'ala, I'm going to be a businessman. What that does for the person who's committing these atrocities and these crimes is that the sin becomes very light in their eyes. That's what Shaytan is trying to do. And then it, it also pushes you towards what? To, to adding your effort and your hard work in doing the action because you're looking at a what? You're looking at the other side. Okay? And that's what the poet said. What has happened in the past, brothers and sisters, has happened in the past. What you're talking about, the future that you're talking about is in the unseen. It's in the unseen. You don't know what the future has. What you're wishing for is the future. You don't have that. You only own the time that you're in. The past, you can't do anything about it except by repenting. And the future is not in your hands. Allah alam if you're going to see it. The only thing that you can do something about it is what you live at this particular moment. So don't be from those people who always just, يعني, your tomorrow never comes. Always tomorrow. I don't worry. I'm going to, I'm going to repent tomorrow. Don't be like that. The worst thing, Shaitan, the greatest weapon Shaitan uses against a person is what? Tasweefu Tawbah. He'll say to you, you will repent. You will come back from this mistake. You will do this. It's one of the plans and the plots of Shaitan. You will be. Allah then says, subhanahu wa ta'ala, qala qailun minhum, one of them, yani, the qail here, is ahsanuhum ra'yan, the, the one who had the best, yani, opinion. Qala qailuhum here, is the one who has, who had the best opinion amongst them. Okay? وَلِذَلِكَ قَتَادَ and Muhammad ibn Ishaq, they said, أَكْبَرُهُمْ وَاسْمُهُ رُوبِيلُ Qatada and Muhammad ibn Ishaq, they said that the Qail here is the oldest one. And his name was Rubil. That was his name. Rubil was his name. And he was the oldest son of Yaqub. He was the one who said to them, La taqutulu Yusufa. Don't kill Yusuf. Ibn Kathirin, he said, La tasilu fi adawati wa ila qatri. Don't let your hate and your animosity reach the point where you kill him don't do that don't don't go to that level of huh? that's what he said 
Don't go to that far of animosity and hate where you kill him. Don't kill him. Hey, what should we do? Throw him. Throw him where? Throw him. The scholars, they say, Nafi' um, he read it as a plural. Nafi' he read it as plural. He read it as ghayabati. And the other remaining Qurra, they recited it as what? Ghayabati al-jubbi. al-shatibiyu, he says, in his Hirz al-Amani wa wajhu al-tani fi al-qara'ati al-sab'a, he said ghayabati fi al-harfayni bil-jam'i nafi'un wa ta'amaluna lil-kulli yukhfa mufassala. Ghayabati fi al-harfayni bil-jam'i nafi'un. Yani nafi' he recites as ghayabat as a plural whereas the remaining others they recited bil ifrad they recited what bil ifrad they say ghayabat ghayabat al jubbi and what does ghayabat al jubbi mean ghayabat al jubbi means asfalahu the lowest of the of the of the uh, of the uh, well it means qarahu wa jawfa the bottom part he mentions and he says, It was a well in Bayt al Maqdis. Okay? It was a well in Bayt al Maqdis. This is where it all happened. Hey, throw him there. Um, the word Al Jub, Ghayabat, we mentioned, Al Jub actually means. It's the well that doesn't have, you know, the people haven't thrown stones in it. Okay. Some of the people who are going by will take him from the Musafirin. The older brother is saying, let's not kill him, but let's throw him into a well right at the bottom. Okay. And then later, maybe some travelers will grab him and they will take him and they will own him. And he won't be able to come back to our father. And we attain what we wanted. But we also give him a, a chance to live this world. But he carried on by saying, In kuntum If you're going to do this to Yusuf, if you're going to destroy him, and this is what you've, you guys have made this decision, at least do this one. Yani in kuntum here he means, In kuntum azimina wa musirrina ala ibadi. If you guys have made this unwavering conviction, this determination, You've made this decision, decision that you're going to distance him from our father. Then, okay, listen. Don't kill him then. Just throw him into the well and there will be a chance he might live. Ibn Kathir mentioned something very powerful here. He, uh, rahimahullah, rahmatan wasa'a. Ibn Kathir, he said, he said, There is no evidence to show that the brothers of Yusuf were prophets. There's no evidence. And the fact that they did this and they acted in this way actually shows that they were not prophets. From the people, there are those those who claim some scholars and some people claim that revelation was sent to them after this. After this, they after that became prophets. وَفِي هَذَا النَّظَرُ 
that is there's a look to that it's not it's not it's not a strong opinion and the one who claims this we need from him we need evidence from him and they haven't mentioned other than except the only evidence that they brought to the table is this is the evidence that they brought. That Al-Asbati, they said, is our evidence. And Al-Asbati is basically the children of Ya'qub, they're saying. And Asbat are Bani Israel. And we all know Ya'qub, his name is Israel, right? As Allah mentioned, كُلُّ الطَّعَامِ كَانَ حِلًّا لِبَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ إِلَّا مَا حَرَّمَ إِسْرَائِيلُ عَلَى نَسِهِ Israel is Ya'qub alayhi salam. Okay? The word Isra is means Abd. Ilna means Allah, Abdullah. That is the name of Ya'qub alayhi salam. That was his name. So Bani Israel is the children of Ya'qub. So they say, وَيَعْقُوبَ وَالْأَسْبَاتِ They say, Asbat are the children of who? The, these boys of Ya'qub alayhi salam. Ibn Kathir, he said, وَهَذَا فِيهِ إِحْتِمَالٍ No, 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 that's not crystal clear. There's ambiguity in this one as well. لِأَنَّ بُطُونُ بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ يُقَالُ لَهُمْ أَصْبَاطٍ Because the, the, the بُطُون, meaning the children, 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 children of Ya'qub were called Israel. بَنُو إِسْرَائِيلَ Even till today, the, the ones who are here are still called بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ Okay? And you can't say that, that that's الْأَصْبَاطِ يُقَالُ لَهُمْ الْأَصْبَاطِ كَمَا يُقَالُ لِعَرَبِ قَبَائِلِ وَلِلْعَجَمِ شُعُوبِ And he refuted them, rahimahullah, uh, there. So it's not a strong argument to say so. Okay. In kuntum fa'ilin. Qalu ya abana our father. Malaka, why is it? Now they've planned out what they're going to do. They've made the decision of what they're going to do with Yusuf alayhi salam. They're going to kill him. Sorry, they're going to throw him into a well. They, by the way, they all unanimously agreed amongst themselves that they're going to throw Yusuf This was a they all agreed on that. After the bigger brother said this to them, they all agreed. And so then now they want to take the Yusuf from their father. Okay? Uh, when they came to him, they came, they came, they said, Qalu ya abana our father. Malaka, why is it? Here the istifham. Malaka. The istifham is lit'ajubi wal inkar. They are basically fascinating and they are also rejecting their father's actions simultaneously. So they're asking here by saying, Malaka, Malaka, why? But here the question is, Istifam, which is Ta'ajub, well, Inkar. They are fascinated, but dad, why would you not let us play with our brother Yusuf? What is the reason? And also, it's a rejection of the action of their father. As in, why would you even stop us from praying with Yusuf? So they're praying the ta'ajjub and the inkar simultaneously. What is making you not trust us with Yusuf? That's what they're basically trying to say to him. So it's And this shows, there's evidence here, brothers and sisters, and Ya'qub, he never used to trust Yusuf with them, to go with them. 
That's one view. Another group of scholars, they said, no, that wasn't the case. It wasn't that he didn't trust them to give them their brother, but it was because they understood from him that he excessively loved Yusuf and that he didn't want Yusuf to be absent from him and not in his surroundings. And there are some parents who are like that. They love their children a lot. And some parents are not like that. Their children come second. And some people are like that. So Yaqub had excessive love for his son Yusuf. He loved him excessively. So they said, our father. Malaka, why? You're not going to trust us. You're not going to trust us with Yusuf. And we are sincere advisors for him. The jumla here, inna lahu is jumla haliya. It means, walhalu inna inna Why is it that you're not going to trust us with Yusuf and we are sincere people for him? The inna, the, the inna and the lam in lanasihuna, both of them are emphasis. Meaning, we want khair for him. We show an excessive love to him. We love for him what we love for ourselves. That's what they mean. And as the Arabs say, you know when a person is overly doing something. Yeah. Overly doing something. And doubt is there. The Arabs, they say, the one that you doubt, it's sometimes he's actually just saying to you, you know what, catch me. There I is. Yeah, and when you doubt someone uh, in something, the way that they talk is like they're actually just exposing themselves the more they talk. By them saying, All of this is doubts. Arsilhu, send him with us. Ma'ana us, ghadan tomorrow. Yarta wa yal'ab. Ibn Kathir, Abu Amr and Ibn Amr, instead of yarta' and yal'ab, they recited it as narta' wa nal'ab. That's how they recited it. Walidhalika, Shatibiyu, he says, wa adghama ma'a ishmamihi al-ba'adhu anhumu wa narta' wa nal'ab ya... Something like that. If I read it, if I memorized it correctly. So here, when he mentions, Kathir and Abu Amr and Ibn Amr is saying to you, all of them they read it as a noon. And the other remaining scholars recited it as also Nafi' and Abu Ja'far and Ibn Kathir they recited instead of Yarta' they recited it as Yarti' Yarti' Nafi' and Abu Ja'far and Ibn Kathir they replaced a Kasra on the Ayn Yarta' they said Yarta' they recited as what does it mean? First of all, the word al-ghad, 
first of all, the word Al-Ghad, it means the day after today. Tomorrow it means. And the word Al-Ams, it means yesterday. Yarta' wa yal'ab, it means yatanazzah fil barriya. He's going to enjoy himself and have fun and play and drink and eat and have fun with us. Go to the sea and the greenery to have fun, dad. Don't always hold him like this. Don't keep him close to you like this. There's a lot we can do with us. And we're going to protect him. We're going to protect him. We're going to protect him and take care of him. There are two things that they mentioned now that they're going to do. What are the two things? The first thing that they said was, We want good for him. That's number one. And they also mentioned, And we're also going to protect him. Those are the two qualities they gave for themselves. Then their father, when he heard that, he said, He said, The word inna and the lam in inni layahzununi is emphasis. And the an and the fi'il tadhabu are both in the place of a raf'. Raf'u fa'ilin. Meaning, layahzununi dihabukum bihi. You guys taking him is what? Is saddening me. And the whole entire sentence is all of it. In other words, what they're saying to him is, is Yaqub is talking to his sons now. He's responding to them after they asked for their brother Yusuf. He's saying to them, you guys taking him. Uh, you guys just nearly taking him. Yahzununi saddens me. And it's very hard on me because I can't be without him, Yusuf. Even for a short period of time. I can't be patient without him. What, that's one thing. Fatherly bond. Also, and I'm also scared that a wolf will eat him. You have to take the an and the fi'l that came after it, and then you have to place it together as a what? And say, I fear the eating of the wolf for him. I, I, I fear that. I'm scared that you guys will, will be absent-minded. You guys are playing around. You guys are having fun. You're not giving any importance to Yusuf. And he is Sagir, a young boy. He can't save himself from a wolf. So Yaqub gave himself two reasons why he can't allow his son Yusuf to play with them and go with them. The first one is he said, first of all, Adam Qudratihi, I haven't got the ability. I can't be without Yusuf for a short period of time. I'm strongly bonded with this boy. That's number one. The second one is I fear and Yaqulahu I'm scared that a wolf will eat him. Whilst you guys are absent-minded and you're playing. Now, brothers and sisters, look what they did. That's what they took from their father's mouth. That last excuse that he brought, they stole it from their father's mouth. And they used that later. 
he gave them an idea. He gave them a what? He gave them an idea uh, in what they what they can come with, the excuse that they can come with. So they took that from his mouth, and that's the excuse that they used later. Okay. The, but, but here at this moment, in order to take him, they said, they said, the lamb in la'in akalahu dhibu is lamul qasam. Wallahi la'in akalahu dhibu. Wallahi if a wolf eats him, and we are jama'atun aqwiya, we are strong number of boys. Ha. And our brother is eating. Inna idalla khasirun. That we are truly weak individuals. Halikuna destructed. Du'afa. That's what we are. If our brother can be eaten whilst we are large in this number and we are strong then we are nothing but losers if we can't even save our, our one brother inna idal lakhasirun qalu they said la'in akalahu dhibbu la'in wallahi la'in akalahu dhibbu if the wolf eats him wa nahnu usbatun wal halatu annana usbah wal halu annana usbah whilst we are whilst we are at that time we are what destroyed weaklets we are nothing but weaklets then Allah ta'ala he said when they took him when they took him from who they took him from their father after they revised with their father and they spoke with him back and forth and they discussed the issue they now took him he sent them with him he said okay take him he gave them permission it means they made their decision now before it was all just ideas now it has come to in in in, in, in play now they have to execute it so what do they do they made the decision to place him in what the bottom of the well and this is a decision they made uh, and this was based on the decision of the oldest one when he said to him here brothers and sisters the an here is a fi'il the an here and the fi'il after it which is both of them are what? They are masdar fi mahalli jarrin. And the harfu jar is mahdhuf. In other words, it is wa ajma'u, they came together. Bi an yaj'aluhu, bi an yaj'aluhu, to make him, ha, to place him fi ghayabati al-jubbi. Allah then says, wa awhayna ilayhi latunabbi annahum bi amrihim hada. Allah says, وَأَوْحَيْنَا here it means we made him know in this situation that he was in Yusuf we informed him okay the lamb in them is called lamul qasam wallahi wallahi you will tell them so the meaning here is we informed him we made him know in this situation which was hard by Allah placing in the chest of Yusuf by a means of an angel to, 
solidify Yusuf at this time and to give her glad tidings that you are going to leave this problem. Don't worry. And you're going to inform them you are going to inform them of what they've done to you one day. Which is what happened, right? When they said to him, قال, هَلْ عَلِمْتُمْ مَا فَعَلْتُمْ بِيُوسُفَ وَأَخِيهِ إِذْ أَنْتُمْ جَاهِلُونَ At the ending, when he said to them, do you guys know what you did to your brother Yusuf and his brother إِذْ أَنْتُمْ جَاهِلُونَ whilst you guys are pretending to be ignorant? You see that? Brothers and sisters, the world is not always as it looks at from the apparent. The final ending are for the believers, the righteous people. So Nabi Yusuf was told, don't worry. You will inform them. You will inform them. This action that they did, this fi'il that they did, this great thing that they did to you and how evil they were towards you. You will tell them. You will inform them. When they don't even know who you are. They won't even know who you are. And they won't even know Allah sent revelation on you. That's what's going to happen. And that's what happened. They kept coming to Yusuf as we're going to see later in the story. And Yusuf recognized them the first time he sees them. The benefits that we take from these verses, inshallah ta'ala, write it down. The benefits that we take in inshallah ta'ala, we're going to conclude inshallah ta'ala. The first benefit that we took is that in the story of Yusuf and his brothers is a what? Ayatun wa'ibar. There are signs and there are miracles and there are amazement in it. And it's for the person who wants to benefit from it. Who when he asks, he asks it because he wants to benefit from it. As Allah says, The second benefit that we took from this is no one is going to benefit from these verses and take it in, in it except the person who contemplates and ponders and strives in wanting to know its meaning. Number three, hasad, jealousy of the brothers of Yusuf for him and for his other younger brother, Binyamin, just because their father loved them, Yusuf and Binyamin, more than them, and that this led them to an evil act. That jealousy, brothers and sisters, can even enter between brothers and sisters. It can. And sometimes that jealousy can reach a very bad place. Number four, that justice is required, brothers and sisters, in all matters between siblings, okay, between yani, your children. Fear Allah. Be just between your children. Number five, the, that number is not necessarily, that number is not necessarily an evidence that someone is right. There were more people who were against Yusuf from his brothers than him and his brother Binyamin. Number is not evidence. And they try to use that. In Islam, the truth is not connected to number. Allah says in the Quran, 
وإن تطع أكثر من في الأرض يضلوك عن سبيل الله ولكن أكثر الناس لا يعلمون أوكي نمبر 6 The injustice that the children of Yaqub show towards their father The injustice that the children of Yaqub show to their own father when they said inna abana lafi dhalalin mubin verily our father is upon clear misguidance to say such a statement about their father it shows injustice walidhalika this is one of the evidence to show that they are not prophets they're not prophets number 7 that you can sense from these brothers towards Yusuf alayhi salam how harsh could you be to say uqtulu yusuf kill yusuf aw itrahuhu ardan or throw him in a barren land toss him somewhere and that's something that a normal hearted person cannot do walidhalika muhammad ibn ishaq the historian he said laqad ijtama'u ala amrin azim they all came together in a very evil thing from them is min qati'ati rahim cutting the ties of kinship and disobeying their father and not showing any kindness or generosity or even tenderness towards a young boy yusuf who had no sins young innocent boy they didn't show him any mercy they didn't even show the elderly one they didn't show any general any softness towards the elderly one that was yaqub alayhi salam yaqub was an elderly individual wasn't young in age they didn't show him any general kindness and wabil kabir al-fani dhil haqqi wal hurmati wal fadli alayhim their father who was an old man who needed to not be stressed out they didn't care about him wa khataru inda allah and the danger that this action was to allah tabarak wa ta'ala they gave no consideration to that the right that the father has his own, on his own child, which is Yusuf and his father Yaqub. To divide a father who's old in age, whose eyes find happiness in his young child, for them to choose to separate all of that from one another. That's all evil they came together. With that being said, Yusuf, the station he has in the eyes of Allah. And how Yusuf was in need of someone to take care of him. He was a young child, Yusuf alayhi salam. He needed someone to take care of him. They didn't care about that. They separated from his parents and random people took him. Okay? Brothers and sisters, with all of that they did, Allah still forgave them, subhanahu wa ta'ala. At the ending, we're going to see, يَغْفِرُ اللَّهُ لَهُمْ Allah forgave them, subhanahu wa ta'ala. With all of those mischiefs that they caused, and those crimes that they did, Allah still forgave them, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so forgiveness is a good quality. And Allah ta'ala forgives anyone who does sins. Number eight, the brothers of Yusuf, they had jealousy and they worked upon their jealousy. So they can get rid of Yusuf, alayhi salam. Number seven is that they had jealousy towards their brother Yusuf alayhi salam. 
and they intendedly planned and plotted against him so they can get rid of him and that he doesn't get any attention from their father and they get that intention. It was all based on the grounds of what? Jealousy. A poet once upon a time said, brothers and sisters, Every animosity that's between you and another person, it, there's, a, there's a way to solve it. If there's an animosity between you and someone else, it's always a way to solve it. Except the person who has animosity to you out of jealousy. You can't solve that, brothers and sisters. No, no. The one who has jealousy with you, over you, that one is different. It's a different story. But any other animosity that's there is, is solvable. The ninth thing that we take from is how the brothers of Yusuf kept repentance in their heart before they even committed the sin. And how they made the decision to be pious before they even committed the crime. And that this is something everybody or a lot of us fall into. Don't worry, I'll repent tomorrow. Let me just do this one now. Number 10. The, one of the ways that shaitan whispers to us, brothers and sisters, and even our evil soul whispers to us, is what, brothers and sisters? It is by weakening the sins in our eyes, by making the sin seem like it's very weak, simple, don't worry. Huh? By saying to us, oh, don't, don't worry, you're going to repent tomorrow. And so they make, it takes away from the magnitude of the sin that you're committing. You don't look at that. You say, don't worry, I'll repent from it. I don't care. Allah, does he not forgive us? Yeah, he will. Well, I'll forgive. Ask for forgiveness. Number 11. The brothers of Yusuf differed amongst themselves. The brothers of Yusuf, they differed amongst themselves. Some of them had hard hearts and they wanted to kill him. And amongst them was one who didn't see that to be right. And he was the best amongst them. And he came with the opinion of throwing him into a well. Number 12. The 12th point that we take is that the brothers of Yusuf, yes, they did turn away from killing him. And they all agreed upon throwing him in the well. Because it still fulfills their need, which is to get rid of him. The idea is just to get rid of him. So they took that advice of the older brother, which is not to throw him and not to kill him, but rather to throw him in the well, as it still fulfills their needs. Number three, the scholars, they have a, a point which they say, the evils are not the same, which is the 12th, 13th point. The evils are of levels. Throwing, the, throwing Yusuf in the well is less than killing him, of course, even though all of them are evil. Even though all of them are evil. So yes, we do say that, yes, throw him into the well, better. But better than what? Killing. That doesn't mean either of them are good. Number 14, the ayah where it says, in kuntum the zahir of the ayah, in kuntum from the apparent, we can see, which is the 14th point, that the older brother didn't really see the harming of his brother Yusuf and separating it from his father. But he only did it because they were more than him and they were convincing him. But that's why he said, in kuntum if you're going to do it. 
Number 16. Sorry, number 15. Yaqub alayhi salam, from the apparent, it does seem that he didn't trust Yusuf alayhi salam, his brothers, Yusuf alayhi salam's brothers. Yani, from the apparent, it does seem like Yusuf alayhi salam did not trust the brothers of Yusuf. He didn't trust them. From the apparent, it does show that. Okay? He didn't trust them. That's why they said, Number 16, the deception of the children of Yaqub and how they claim that they're going to come with two qualities, their deception reached them to claim two qualities that they were not willing to fulfill. They were not sincere about taking him and they didn't want good for him. And they were not willing to look after him. They lied in both of them. Number 17. The excuse that Yaqub gave to his children to explain to them why he doesn't feel the reason, why he doesn't feel uh, like, he doesn't feel like allowing Yusuf to go with them because he doesn't want to be separated from Yusuf. And the second reason is that he is scared that a wolf might eat him whilst they are heedless and playing. That's number one. was number two. Those two reasons he gave. Number 18. The prophets are like the rest of the human beings. Sadness and fear enters their hearts. Prophets are like the rest of the people. They get scared. They get, what do you call it, worried, just like everybody else. Number 19. Yusuf's father, Yaqub, Yaqub, he agreed with allowing them. He allowed them to take him after they were persistent in begging him. And the last and final point that we take, inshallah ta'ala, is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent revelation on Yusuf alayhi salam, solidifying his heart, giving, giving him glad tidings, informing him that there's going to come a day when you will be speaking to your brothers and you will be telling them what they did to you. As Allah said, وَأُوحَيْنَا إِلَيْهِ لَتُنَبِّئَنَّهُمْ بِأَمْرِهِمْ هَذَا وَهُمْ لَا يَشْعُرُونَ And anyone who is pious, who fears Allah Ta'ala, Allah will finally give him the final goal. The final ending is for the righteous people. Those are, inshallah Ta'ala, the points I wanted to share with you guys all today regarding the tafsir. Anything which I have said that was wrong or incorrect is from me and Shaytan and Allah and His Messenger are both free from it. Subhanakallah wa bihamdi ashadu la ilaha illallah. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayhi. Do you have a question? Oh, yeah.
uh, is Yusuf's father to be to, to blame then because of his excessive love? No, prophets are inshallah ta'ala not to be blamed in the life. As you said, as brothers get old, they stop talking sometimes. How do we rectify this? Relationships don't all have to be, I mean, friendship, it's who your nafs understands. Friendship is one thing, but ties of kinship is another thing. Friendship, you can give it to who you like, and Allah doesn't force it onto you to, to, have, to be friends with your siblings. But yes, to keep ties of kinship is a must, to, see, to know how your brother is doing, or your sister is doing, and what they are up to. It is a must. Like in sometimes your friendship might be someone that you work at in your workplace. You might find that person as a closer friend than your own sibling. It could happen. And that's not what's meant by Like you have to know the well-being, how your sibling is doing. Is his health good? Is he fine? Is there anything you can help him with? And etc. No. I'm going to stop there, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, brothers and sisters, it's quite late now here. It's nearly 11 o'clock. Uh, but I will take your questions, inshallah ta'ala. Barakallahu feekum, brothers and sisters. Jazakumullahu khairan. May Allah bless you.